Okay, 145, yeah? Yeah, I know. I know. You guys are on time. It's, it's easier when you're still at home. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. When a person bears in mind these five points, yeah? 145. 145. So we, yesterday we were talking about the four points, how a person could change the way he views Yerusha Onesh by adding a Kaddish Baruch to every single stage. Let's, let's see it again. Even if we don't go further... Go back to one. Go back to one forty-four. For those who have the book, it's 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 the last right over here. This, this second to last paragraph of one forty-four. Yeah, let's read it again. Second to last paragraph of one forty-four. We see now that one can connect to Hashem even through Yira's onish. Yira, which means fear, onish means punishment. Usually, a person who's not thinking just tries to stay away from this place. Why would you want to be close? To Yira or Onesh. Yira anyway is a, way, is, a, is a word generally understood as Richuk. Right? You, you run away. You run away from that which you fear. But Bilvavi, Rav Schwartz, is teaching us a totally different Mahalach. He's changing our perceptions. Mm-hmm. Understanding that Gevura Din, Yira, is not a standalone. It's part of a larger structure. This is what we have to understand. The entire binion of all of the series, and therefore every event that happens in the world, because every event, everything that happens in this world is the Hanhagas Hashem. Sometimes the Kaddish Baha has Hanhagas of Ches, sometimes the Kaddish Baha has Hanhagas of Gevur, sometimes he has Hanhagas of Netzach and Hod and Yisod. Everything is always leading back to one thing, Tvegas. So even if it's a Yira action, Hanhaga, that's only the exterior. Every Hanhaga of a Kaddish Baruch Hu on the outside Wherever it's pushing you, but on the inside, it's always pushing to one place. Back to him. It's always back to the, to the Kesser. Always. There's no other option. So even in the world of Yerusha Onesh, it's a very strong push. A scary push. But it's a push back. It's an Indian of Tshuva. Return. Go back to that place, the Shorish, which is the Kodesh Baruch himself. That's the Vekas. So let's just again read second to last paragraph in 144. We now see, we see now. That one can connect to Hashem even through Yerusha Onesh, which is a person's concern that he might get punished and harmed. Right? Ultimately, that's what Yerusha Onesh in the Chitzoni understanding, which is the regular <coughs> logical way, is you're going to get harmed, you're going to get damaged if you don't act properly. But that's not the Tachlis, of course. And he says you have to remember these five points to help keep in mind the proper perspective of Yerusha Onesh. To do this, you should remember, number one, who created and still creates Gehenim. So even with all of the year of Gehenim and all of the punishments, Gehenim, again, means that's afterlife, but even in the Gehenim, Sheba Olam Hazeh, even in the Gehenim in this world, who created all that? Kodesh Who decrees the punishment in Gehenim? Who, right? Everybody, you know, when you're a little kid and you, you hear about Gehenim and all these things, so you imagine like this angel of death with like a clipboard, right? Okay, you get seven years, you get eight years, you're going to lose your toys, you're going to lose your candy. That's how they... That's, but that's obviously that's not how it goes. Kaddish Baruch is the one who decrees exactly me to the exact ounce nuance of what you exactly need to wake you up, to push you back to him. He's the one who does that. Number three, the purpose of the punishment. So this is a massive perspective shift. The purpose of that punishment, which is to bring a person closer to Hashem. So Kaddish Baruch created Gehenim. He's the one who signs your, your, your slip in Gehenim. And he's the one who's trying to push you closer to him. It's all back to him. And number four, the purpose of the fear. 
So why does it, okay, I get it, I get it. Why does it have to do it this way? I get it. Everything pushes me towards the Kaddish Baruch but he can't, like, give me a hug. Come on, buddy. You could do better. We understand the purpose of the fear, which is to prevent a person from sinning and becoming distant from Hashem. And if a person would just get hugs all day long, so sometimes he would then take that hug, thank you for that hug, and then I'm going to do what I want to do also, because sometimes if you get too many hugs, you're overcoddled, right? So then you, you also choose what you want sometimes. It's about me. It's about what I want. Therefore, if I want it this way, even though maybe a Kaddish Baruch doesn't want it, but he still loves me. So sometimes we need the years of Onish, right? The purpose is to prevent the person from being overcoddled at a certain point, you know? You got to push away in order to create a closeness. And number five, the reason for working on acquiring Yerush Onish, at least partially, is because it's Hashem's Ratzim. Hashem wants us to work on that. So we went from a place of Yerush Onish, which are on face value and what we learned when we were kids, which almost has nothing to do with the, almost has nothing to do with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Just has to do with fear, punishment, sticks, Gehenim, damages in this world, dangerous stuff, running away from that, oy, 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 to now... It's an entire process of getting closer to a Kodesh Baruch in the proper headset, the proper way, but never, again, not trying not to become desensitized. There, are, there is really Midah Kenegi Midah. There is real Din in this world. There is real Pachat in here. It's true. But October 7th was, was, not, was something to wake up the world. It's, it's Chaval that it had to happen. It's Chaval. Of course. And who are we? We're, in, we're, we're sitting over here. It's nice and uh, nice warm over here. We're not too scared. But that was, a, that was a big din. So those who have the right eyes understand that it's ultimately it's to bring Jews back to Kodesh Baruch We don't like that. We would, if we had the choice, we would not have chosen that way. But it's not up to us. But ultimately, it's, it's, an, it's a gvura. But a gvura, Shabbat Okay. Uh, okay, let's, uh, let's just start reading this one. I don't know what's going to be. Let's see. 145. When a person bears in mind these five points, okay? So if you have this kavana, he's ready to start working to attain your samish. Right? That was just the, the seicha. That was the, the intellectual understanding of what year is. We didn't do anything yet. But we have to reframe it, re- understand it properly in order that you can work on it. This happens all the time is that a person has the wrong, if you have the wrong instructions for the, for the thing you have to build, you can't even start building it. You start looking for the screws or something. It's not even, or sometimes it looks like the right instructions. It's really wrong, but it looks right. I mean, it looks kind of like a bed and it looks like there's screws, and, but it's really for a bookcase. And you don't realize that because you're like me and you're not so good at reading instructions and you're not really good at building. And you start trying to screw things in. It's not going. The screws are the wrong. They're wrong. You start getting very frustrated and you think that you're the one at fault, but it could be you have the wrong instructions, Right? So it could be, it could be that sometimes a person learns something, and probably from a younger age, that you learned instructions for a certain, let's say something in a Vodas Hashem, let's say Yira, and the instructions weren't uh, given over properly. They weren't, they weren't understood by the, by the educator, or he did understand it, but he wasn't able to teach it over properly. And you got the wrong instructions, and for, for, for 20, 30, 40 years, you're using the wrong instructions. I mean, this is unfortunately happening all the time. Some people don't care. They just use the wrong instructions their whole life and like whatever. They're able to just make do. But not, everybody's, not everybody wants to just stay in the same state that they've stayed in for, for 30, 20, 30 years. They, they want to grow. They want to they ascend. And they're like, why isn't this working? Well, you got to get the right instructions. 
Right? So, <coughs> so Schwartz is teaching us the right instructions for your zonish. And again, and everything, anything that a person is learning, first you have, to, you have to learn it, you have to understand it, and that takes time, right? Before you're a doctor, you don't just read a, you, you, it's like, let me make, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to teaching, you know, you know an olive, teach an olive, right? You heard this such a line? You ever heard this line? This is by, uh, from, who, who started Esha Terra? No, 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 So he said no, such no. a thing, you know an olive, teach an you know an olive, teach an olive. Okay. <clears throat> but if you, if you, if you read a, a textbook that shows like a brain surgery and there's pictures, you don't say, know a picture, do brain surgery. You don't do that. Right? That's not going to go so well. You have to learn. You have to spend time many, many years. I have a sister-in-law who's, she's just, she just, I can't even imagine, years. She's now in her 30s. She wants to do neuro something. Neurosurgeon? Not a neurosurgeon. I always make fun of her that she's a neurosurgeon, but she's not. Neuropsychologist maybe? With like tap- PhD or MD? Okay, now, now you're... She's been doing it for a lot of years. I don't know. A lot of tests, a lot of papers. She's never done. She, like, taps the brain and, like... She, like, tests... I don't even know. I don't know. I'll get... Uh, maybe... Maybe I'll put you in touch. Yeah, now you're... Well, did she go to med school or grad school? I think grad school, not med school. Probably neuropsychologist. Neuropsychologist, that sounds right. Are they cutting anything open? No, 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 no. <laughs> she... No, that... No, no. She... No, the brain's already open, and then she starts... Tapping oh, the brain. She's doing oh, intraoperative no. monitoring for like epilepsy or other things. Ah, uh, that the might, doctors. that's, the epilepsy sounds right. I think with she did a paper on that. With the surgeons. Is that, the, do we know that? Are we on? Do I know that? I mean, I know it exists. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to help her out with the, the brain. I, you know? I have colleagues that do that stuff. I'll go upon him. She's been, she's been working on this for like many, many, yeah, many, yeah, yeah. many, many years. You don't, you don't touch people's brains. You know what I mean? Well, you, when, they're, what, when you're trying to get out the area of the brain that's causing epilepsy, causing seizures yeah. you have to keep the patient awake during the surgery so, so their, brain, their skull is open their brain is there and they're awake <laughs> why? because you need to know when you stimulate what's triggering what's happening because oh if you cut out a part of the brain that's like responsible for Eating. Sounds amazing, right? I would and throw up. Yeah, you. You want to handle it? Well, no. She's but the, so why, you, you want to minimize the yeah. amount of damage of taking air. No, I get it. So I get it. But I'm getting queasy thinking about it. Queasy. Yeah, I'm, no, I get, it's that's not for it's me. A, it's an amazing thing. I sit with books all day. I don't sit. With, <coughs> you know, I talk people about people's yeah. brains. You know the Far Side. You ever see the Far Side commercials? Not, with the comics? Cartoons? Yeah. I never. I, yeah, I know about it. He, so he did one about the neurosurgical operating room. Because there was a neurosurgeon named Penfield up at the Montreal Neurologic Institute that started this whole idea with awake patients. And they had this surgeon, like, with this funny look on his face, like, stimulating here, and the patient goes, ah! And then he stimulates there, and the patient goes, ah! (laughs) Is that really what happens, though? Hmm? Does that actually happen? It can, yeah. 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 Field trip. Should I bring her in? Does she want to just talk about it, the tapping the brain? Yeah. Especially around the language area, right? You don't want people to, like, not be able to speak when they... Come out of surgery, even though they, you know I got good news and bad news. The surgery, the surgery was successful, but you can't speak. So this is the same thing a Kaddish Baruch does, right? He has our brains are always open, yeah, and he knows how to trigger us. Right? He knows how to. There's no question. You have to remember who's the one triggering. Kaddish Baruch is the one who's triggering. But right. That's 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 probably what to remember. Well, what's even more complicated is that you know we have rules and understanding about what parts of the brain do what, but when you get down in the nitty gritty, everybody's different. So for somebody, this is wow. over here, for somebody else is over there. Sounds like an ashama. Yeah. But it's just a little bit different. Yeah. 
But that's where the brain, that's where the neshama meets. The neshama, neshama, right? And we know the neshama rests in the brain. That's not physical neshama, but it would make sense that there are going to be physical properties of the brain that are connected some properties of the neshama. That's for sure. Well, you, you have six hundred billion neurons, and no one's going to have the exact same brain as anybody else. Sounds right. Six hundred billion is a lot. Six hundred billion is a lot. Yeah. It's the, How many do we use? More than the probiotics. Six. That I, that I don't I know. I mean, <laughs> you know, like those things have like. Billions of probiotics or something. Yeah. How do you even get that yeah. much in there? <laughs> I don't know. It's a good question. How do you get such a big God in such a small, you know, in such a small world? This is, you know, one of his greatest creations. <laughs> All right, you know, with that, maybe we'll, we'll continue uh, next week. All the brain stuff. All right.